So we're doing things a little bit differently. We're going to worship in response to what God has done in the table, what God has done in our lives, the wonderful testimonies. I'm going to just preach from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. What does it say? It's a well-known scripture. You will all probably be able to almost quote it off by heart. It starts off, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, into His wonderful light. For you were once not a people, But now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And we could probably unpack this for weeks. My prayer and my heart's desire is that we would know what this means. What this means to be a chosen race, what this means to be a royal priesthood, what it means to be a holy nation, what it means to be God's own possession, what it means to be a people, what it means to have it tasted and experienced His grace and His mercy. I don't know whether you remember, but last time I preached, I preached from 1 Peter chapter 1. And right from the beginning of chapter 1, there were a number of things that Peter emphasized. Firstly, the book of Peter is to the exiles. So these people were exiled and and he starts off and he says, Since God has chosen you, so we are chosen. Since God has caused you to be born again. What to? To a living hope. So we're born again to a living hope. Since God is keeping an inheritance for you, imperishable, undefiled, unfading. That's what he's doing for you and I. He's keeping an inheritance. Since God is protecting you through faith so that you won't lose that inheritance, He's protecting us. He's given us the faith we need to believe. The faith in the, in the spite of a, a, a diagnosis which is tough and hard to keep our eyes on Jesus. And so we are born again. We are forgiven. We, we, we are chosen. 1 Peter 1 is, is all about that. And what we have to do is have to fix your hope completely, completely on the grace that Jesus brought to you, that Jesus brought to me at the revelation of Jesus. We have to keep our hope fixed. Brendan went for a job interview yesterday. We just pray your blessing on that. We pray that you would provide. And in the interim, I know, because I've been walking with, with Brendan and going and praying with him on a regular basis, and we we're kind of on a roller coaster. Once sometimes your faith is strong, and that's where we need each other. That's where we need the Cheryl Lombards, and we need the, the people who walk alongside us to keep, help keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, because Jesus is our hope. Jesus is the hope for whatever you're facing today. Keep your eyes fully fixed, or fixed on Him. So the scripture, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim 
the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you were once not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Maybe I should just keep reading that over and over and over again until it becomes a part of our, of our, of our hearts. Maybe I don't have to go to my notes. Just keep reading that over and over. But my challenge is to you. In the week ahead, I want you to type out that scripture. Write it on your, on your, on your fridge, on the mirror where you, where you get ready, where you, where you look. Write it there. Because it needs to become a part of us. That's the identity you and I have. So the first one, you are a chosen race. The Zulus think they're the chosen race. <laughs> There's a superiority that the Zulus have in, in, in our culture in, in South Africa. They, they think they, and then they do, you've got to become from a certain tribe. I don't know, a certain family and a certain clan as well. There's the, uh, if you're a Latuli, I think that's a good thing. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know about a Pakati. Is it? <laughs> so, we have a, a new, we are, we, are a, we are a chosen race. The chosen race is not black, it's not white, it's not red, it's not brown. The chosen race is a new people from all the peoples of the world, all colors, all cultures. What give us, gives us our identity is not color or culture, but our chosenness. We are chosen by the creator of the heavens and the universe to be his people. Once we were a people, once we were not a people, now we are a people. From all races and all tribes, we, will be, we are being called to be, the bride of, to be the bride of Christ. So the first part of your identity is that you need to know today that you are chosen. You are God's choice. God's choice. I know, I remember preaching something along these lines many years ago, and it was Shrek and uh, Donkey. They had to go on this mission, I think, to rescue what is the princess in the, in the, in the castle. They had to go on this mission, and uh, Donkey was jumping up and down and saying, Pick me, pick me, I want to go on this, pick me, pick me. We all want to be chosen. I have good news to you today. You have been chosen. Not to represent South Africa, not to, not you, you've chosen to be ambassadors of Christ. You've chosen to go on this marvelous adventure. So we are chosen. I am chosen. I don't know why. There was nothing of value in me. I'm not above any other human being. I didn't earn it or merit it. I didn't meet any conditions. It just happened. From before the foundation of the world, you were chosen. From before the foundation of the world. All I have to do, all we need to do is stand in awe of that. Just, wow. We just have to, in, in response to that, we just have to worship our king. Because he chose us. I remember when it came to, to rugby. We, you know, at boarding school we were picked and I was usually the last. Dave Hotchkiss, you, 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 you. Okay. 
There's that deep thing you, you get chosen and nobody wants you because you, you, you're just not good enough. You're just, you're going to be a liability. You're going to get in the way. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's a bit like us with, you know, we're just chosen. So it's, it's by grace we are chosen. And we have received mercy. We hadn't received mercy and now we've received mercy. Because he chose us, he gave us mercy because we needed a bit of mercy. Because we mess up. Because, you know, Athelie is talking about the unrighteous people. Well, not so long ago, all of us were in that camp. We might not have done some of the things, but we did some things probably worse. You look at your, look at your life. And so, we are the mercied people of God. We have received mercy from, from our King. I'm just trying to get, us, get our identity, who we are. So we've chosen, we've been given mercy. And then we are God's own possession. He says it twice in those, those scriptures. You are a people for God's own possession. And it says, you were once not a, a people, but now you are the people of God. I mean, there's a sense in which God owns the whole universe, everything in, in it. But there's a specific uh, narrowing down. We are God's chosen people. We are God's chosen possession. Chosen by God. When God says, I will be their God and they will be my people, what he means is I will dwell in them. And I will walk with them. Isn't that great? Isn't that great that the God, the creator of heaven and universe, said he would be in us and he would walk around with us. And he would say, oh, Brendan, I was with you in that interview yesterday. I was there. I was there. Soon you've got some houses to sell. <laughs> Bless you with houses. You know? <laughs> and whatever it is, wherever we find ourselves, God is with us. God is walking, walking with us. He's, he's actually ahead of us. He's, before, he's behind us, He's before us, He's, he's everywhere, he's, he's with us and in us. So we are His possession. We are His treasured possession. When you look at that word, Tim Keller said that uh, uh, it could be translated treasured. Treasured possession. He says it's quite a difficult word. To, uh, to translate, but most people translate it just that we his possession, but we his treasured possession. Let's say you have no assets. You don't have too much. Somebody leaves you a Van Gogh painting. I don't know what a Van Gogh painting is worth. I should have gone and had a look on the, on the internet, but it's probably worth 200 million rand or you know, 100 million dollars, maybe a billion. That's, that's how much it's worth. Imagine you get given that. That would be your treasured possession. That, it's worth more all the other stuff. That would be your treasured possession. That would be my treasured possession. God calls you His treasured possession. That's what He calls you. But like, I mean, it's a poor example. But He thinks you and I are wonderful. He thinks you and I are magnificent. For God to say to any human being, you are my special possession or you are my prized possession, 
is for him to say something like this. The whole universe is mine. All the galaxies, all the millions and billions of stars out there, all the oceans, all the mountains. Those are all, all mine. And yet, they are nothing in comparison to you. We as treasure. Do you know that? As you go to work tomorrow, as you drive down Fields Hill, and it's hectic, and there's cars cutting you off, and there's traffic jams, and, and all that thing, just let these words echo in your heart. You are treasured by God. We're going to the mountains this week, and it's just, and we'll see the, the stars, and we'll see the beautiful mountains. And uh, they are magnificent. But God treasures you and I more than those mountains. He created them for us to enjoy and, and, and give Him glory and to uh, walk, with, walk with Him and enjoy it. We need to be satisfied in Him and then enjoy everything He gives us. The next point is, you're a holy nation. You are holy. You are set apart for God. You exist for God. And we talked about this the last time I preached, that we are, we are a holy people. That we are, we, we, before anything, we are holy. That's what the scripture says. Our positional position in Jesus is that you and I are holy. We are holy. You and I are holy. Do you know that? Well, you look at your life and you say, when we do something which is not in line with God, we are, we are not acting in character. We are acting out of character because we are the people of God. We are the holy ones. We are people who, who the Spirit of Christ dwells in us. Your identity is holiness to the Lord. You are holy. The next thing is you are a, a royal priesthood. This is a sense of royalty, that we are royalty. That wherever we go, we need to, we, we, are, we, are, we are royal. We are a royal priesthood. Royal. We just walk with our shoulders back, with, with confidence, wherever we go. Not in the arrogance, because it's all what Jesus has done. It's never, never because of I. So when I go out, I need to go out as, 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 as a child of God, as, a, as, as, as his son, as his, or, or you, his daughter. And we, and we walk with confidence, because we are royal. We are royal. Not only are we royal, but we are royal priests. You and I have immediate access to God. We don't need another human. We don't need me. I don't, fortunately, I didn't have to slaughter a lamb today here in the front. That's what used to happen in the old days. You and I have direct access to Jesus. And what are we called to minister? We are called to minister the presence of God. Wherever you and I go, we take the presence with us. We're never in a neutral zone. I think between North Korea and, and, and South Korea, there's a demilitarized zone. It's kind of a neutral zone. We are never in that zone. We are in the presence of Jesus. We are in the court of the temple. And so our life, my life, I want my life to be a spiritual service of worship. Whatever I do, may it be done from who I am, 
who I am in Jesus. So we've seen who we are. We are chosen. We are royal. We are priests. We are a uh, new race. We, we are mercied. We are forgiven. We, oh, that's, that's who we are. That's, that's the people that we are. And that's great. That's wonderful to have our identity secure and buttoned down. I know in Bethel, when they go the first year, that's basically all they do. They look at the identity of, of uh, making sure that the, the students know their identity in Jesus. Because it's from that identity that stuff happens. From that identity. So that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. That's what we call to do. I know uh, Nona was just sharing at, at House Church that some of her friends were struggling with, and, and, they, and they know Jesus. And they love Jesus. And they've been walking with Jesus for a long time, but they're not sure what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can go everywhere you turn in the scripture, there'll be stuff that, you, that you're supposed to do, be doing. We're supposed to be ambassadors, whatever it is. But in this scripture, we to proclaim. We to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness. We declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's what we're required to do. So God made us to proclaim. To proclaim. It's a very different word, an unusual word. It appears nowhere else in the Bible like this. And what it means, it means to advertise. It means to publish. It means to tell out. That's what you and I are meant to be doing. Advertising, publish, tell out. That's our lives. When people see you and I walking around, do they see Jesus? Do they see uh, kindness? Do they see gentleness? Do they see what Janet was talking about and extravagance? Are we extravagance? I'm, I'm challenged by that. I always want a discount. You know? <laughs> Where's Sham? It must be, Sham's not up there today. It must be my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, always want, we always want a discount. I, I, am I extravagant? God calls us to be extravagant with what he's blessed you with. And he's blessed you and I with more than we could ever dream. And so we meant to advertise. Meant to advertise. And what are we meant to advertise? Literally in the Greek, it means to the ability to do a heroic deeds. We meant to advertise that that's what God does. He does heroic deeds. And He has done in your life and my life. If we just go back and we should just go back and just give thanks for all the things that He's done. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that when my father was 72, He came to Jesus. Wow. That's a miracle. As, you, as we get older, we get more stubborn in our ways and more set in our ways. But God, but God, but God. So we, are, we now have the privilege. You and I have a privilege. We are the privileged people because we have the privilege of telling the world what the world would otherwise not know what God has done. So testimonies of healing, testimonies of, of God interfering. And how do we do this? 
Or we do this sometimes on a Sunday morning. We have somebody gives up, comes up and tells the testimony. Or we have a, a ladies' breakfast yesterday where Colleen bared her soul and shared her story, the story of Jesus and her. It was to the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Or at a house church where we just share the scriptures and praying with each other and we, and we share about what God is doing. So God made us. God made you and I that we might proclaim the excellency of his freedom in choosing us. We might proclaim the excellencies of his grace in showering mercy on us. The excellencies of his authority and power in possessing us and making us his treasures. And so, beloved, I want us to be encouraged. I want you to be excited today. That you and I are chosen. We are royal. We are priests. We are holy. We, we are people belonging to God. And that we would declare that wherever we go. So for you to have your identity all wrapped up and know who you are, that's so important. Because the devil will come and say, did the word say, did, did it really say that? Did it really say that? Did it really say that you are chosen? Did it really say that you are holy? Particularly when you look at your life sometimes. But if we live from this perspective, if we live from who we are in Jesus, we are gonna, we're going to start walking more and more in Him. We'll be changed from glory to glory. We'll walk in holiness. And so our starting point is, is Him. Eric Johnson was sharing the other day a sermon that I was listening to, and, and he said, People who keep their eyes fixed on Jesus will never have an identity crisis. You're going to have an identity crisis if you look on what's happening in the newspaper. And there might have been some great news and we give thanks for what's, what's happened. We give, but but our, we don't take our cues from what's happening around us. We take our cues from what Jesus as, uh, as Sue did. So I want us now to respond. I want us to respond to this word in worship because we serve a God who has done that for us. And He is worthy. I mean, wouldn't we, if He hadn't done any, half of that stuff there, we would still, He would still be worthy of worship. He's always worthy of worship because He is. He's the creator of the heavens and the universe. But the most amazing thing is that He's mindful of you and I. And so we need to be a people of wonder. I need to be a person of wonder. And the problem with many of us here today is we've been walking with Jesus a long time and we can lose the wonder of it. We can, lo- we, we can lose the wonder of the table, the extravagance of the table. That's why we need each other. That's why we need to be in the Word. We need to be worshiping because I want my heart to be tender. I want to be tender-hearted. I want to be soft-hearted. I want to be soft-hearted towards the Lord and towards each other and towards you. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. 
We thank you, Lord, that we are a chosen people. We thank you, Lord, we are a royal priesthood. We thank you, Lord, we are a holy nation. We thank you, Lord, we are a people belonging to God. We thank you, Lord, that once we were not a people of God, but now we are a people of God. Once we had not received mercy, but we have received mercy now. And so we thank you, Lord. And we want to sing praises to you who called us out from darkness into light. We just thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's sing. Let's worship.